Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hey there, folks. Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here on KBXL 94.1 FM. I'm Ken Lewis with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Idaho. And to finish up this month of July, and every summer we do the same thing, we, we hear from our, our camp speakers, our nightly camp speakers at the Northwest FCA Sport Camp. And uh, boy, our, our, our campers this year and our coaches just got you know, super blessed by the Lord through our speakers. And, and today you're going to hear from uh, our night four of camp. And actually that night we had a panel of um, four different individuals, uh, Scott Ditter, who's a uh, uh, head football coach up at Sela High School in in the state of Washington, and Scott was our head um, uh, clinician for football, and then also Jessica Medina, who recently got married to Ray Bunker. So Jessica Bunker and uh, Jessica is at the Olympic Training Center. She's a national development coach for the United States for uh, U.S. Women's Wrestling, and um, and then also we had um, Ryan Seals. Many of you know Ryan. Ryan is on staff here with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and Ryan uh, is a longtime coach out of Vail and lives in Fruitland now, and he uh, uh, coached basketball and football and tennis, and uh, Ryan's been on staff with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes now for eight years. And then now also Troy Farley. Troy's out of um, the Tri-Cities area, uh, former coach with uh, in baseball, collegiate baseball. And um, we just did a, an incredible time, just a, a, a Q&A with these guys and, and, and Jessica. And uh, it was it was kind of summing up our camp, the every theme. And this was every day with Christ. And they just had some great, great things to share and uh, about how God has called us on a mission. And in order to fulfill it, uh, we need to be prepared and uh, and have the right equipment uh, on that mission. And so... Sit back and enjoy. This is our night four of the Northwest FCA Sport Camp. No musical chairs. I'll stand. I'll just stand because I am just get to moderate this. And so what we wanted to do tonight was just unpack today's theme a little bit and give you some practical application from some uh, of our distinguished guests up here that, that know it better than, than most and their coaches. And so they have that heart that Spencer just talked about. So uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves, um, starting with you, Ryan. Okay. My name is Ryan Seals. I live in Fruitland, Idaho. How's my Idaho family out there? How are we doing? Yeah. And uh, I serve as area director in the West Treasure Valley, and this week for, for camp, I've been uh, kind of the off-site facility director and transportation. Uh, my name is Troy Farley. I'm from the Tri-Cities. Best city in the world, Pasco. Let's go. Uh, my name is, I'm on staff uh, with FCA. Uh, I, I serve on the FCA sports team. I also serve on campus uh, ministry. Uh, my role here this week uh, with my two wingman, I got to give a shout out as water boys uh, to Maverick back there, Ryan from Alaska, and to Iceman Bob from the great state of Montana. Those guys are my guys. My name is Scott Ditter. I'm the head football coach at Sela High School in Yakima, Washington. And uh, my role this week has been the uh, lead coach for the football program. Hi, my name is Jessica Medina Bunker. I'm, 
Hey guys. I am here uh, just for a short time with wrestling. And I'm originally from California, but I live and work in Colorado Springs at the Olympic Training Center. So excited to be here. This is my fourth time at camp. Been coming since 2016. So good to be back. All right, great. So let's, let's get into this a little bit as we unpack today's theme. So we talked about you are strong, you are bold, and you are ready. And as Spencer, I thought it was really uh, appropriate that, that the band commissioned all of you campers here tonight. And so I want to start with that, which is, which is you are strong. How do you discover or discern the mission that God has called you to? How do you discover or discern what that is that God may be calling you to as a, as a person? And then give us our campers kind of some practical tips that they could do themselves. Yeah. First of all, guys, hear me out here. Very simple. We overlook it, but it starts with prayer. If you want to know what God has planned for you, we get on our knees and we say, God, what is it? Where are you calling me? I was a teacher for 10 years, loved my job. But I just felt that calling in my heart for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. I love this ministry. And to do what we do, to come on staff, it takes an act of of faith. And sometimes that's what we do. It's an act of faith, but that starts, you guys, with prayer. It always starts with prayer. Awesome. Troy, maybe as a young person, as you were the age of our campers here, and you were trying to discern where God might be leading you, what were, what were some things that you, you did, or how, did you, how, do you, how were you able to listen to his voice? I would say look at your own story. Uh, look at your, what you'd call a failure, or look at your wins. Uh, just look at uh, the home you come from. Uh, look at your passions, and take all those pieces and begin to put them together. Uh, because I really believe God is speaking to you through your life. And I think we can learn a lot from our, our failures on our team in Tri-Cities. We don't, we don't uh, lose. We either win or we learn. So choose to learn from your story and then take your story and tell his story. Coach Ditter, same for you as a, as a coach and just what you've seen. Go ahead and answer that. You, you know, I think the big thing, like Troy said, it's, it's look at your story, but also um, really looking at the, the path that the Lord puts you on and the people that he puts in your life. Um, you know, I look at the calling in my life as a coach and from my very humble upbringings, I, there's no way I should have been a coach and a teacher for 30 years. And so, but I really look at the people in my life and the men that, that the Lord put in my life over the course of that time. And, um, you know, the, the wonderful wife that he gave me and, and just being able to, uh, look at that path and continue to pray about it and, and, uh, just ask him what, you know, what's next. Jessica, same question. Maybe, was it always clear for you? Was there ever a time where maybe it wasn't? So talk about that. Yeah, that's a good question. So um, one, I would say, um, no, that wasn't always clear. And one practical thing um, that a counselor shared with me was uh, Psalms 119, your word is a lamp unto my feet. And that really stuck with me because that told me that I can find it in the word. And so there was a lot of times that I thought maybe I was hearing from God or I was praying. And, and sometimes it's hard to discern, is that me? Is, is, am I reading some signs or, you know, while I'm trying to figure out what God's saying? 
Um, so I, I really used that verse and prayed specifically and would ask God, if you want to be clear and specific, show me a word. And ever since I started doing that, I'll have a verse for whatever season of life, whether it's, it was picking a college, whether it's to continue wrestling, and whether it was to move somewhere. And God would show up. He would give me a clear word. And that was so powerful because in my times of discouragement or where I felt like maybe, you know, I, I was second-guessing myself, that scripture was so solid for me. So it, it really helped me develop. And now I have these scriptures where I go back and remember what God's word said. So that has been a huge help for me. Thank you. Kind of follow up on that, that you are strong. Do you have an example when Christ supplied your physical, emotional, or spiritual strength? Ask that one more time, Z. Do you have an example when Christ supplied your physical, emotional, or spiritual strength? Yeah, you know, I mean, we, there's so many of us here that have been through something in our life, right, that it's just been, wow, where did that come from? And for, for me and my family, it was, it was about five years ago, found out that, um, you know, my wife was, was diagnosed with cancer, very young age, crazy, right, super healthy, and, you know, she had a battle, uh, she, she passed away after about 18 months, and so here I am with four young children, right, crazy situation, some of you guys can maybe relate, been through something like this, so how does God get us through these kind of things, I can sit up here and still go, you know what, even though that situation I still I still raise my hands and worship, and I, God, I trust you. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand why. How has God supplies that? It's, it's, I surrounded my peop, my, myself, you guys, with people that could carry me when I couldn't. I had a church family back at home. I was part of a, of a greater, big, extended family that just you know, helped us through everything we needed. This life, you guys, was not meant to be lived alone. We need somebody walking alongside of us, carrying us and going through that, and God will provide that. Troy? Yeah, when I was uh, 20 years old, I was playing college baseball, and I was actually on my way to play baseball here on this campus for this school, and uh, little did I know, after a basic workout, I had uh, some chest pains, led to open-heart surgery, and then I was given a book uh, by my pastor because after that open-heart surgery, I wasn't able to pass a uh, sports physical. Um, I had long, wavy hair at the time. My nickname was Sunshine. That is not a lie uh, from Remember the Titans. And this book was called In a Pit with a Line on a Snowy Day by Mark Batterson. Story Benaiah. Uh, check it out. Google it. Read it. It's, a very, it's about two verses in the Bible. Um, but the, basically, to give you a quick summary is take your greatest obstacle and look at it as the greatest opportunity. And so that's what God did for me. He shifted my mindset. I, I shared the story today with our football guys, but uh, when I was 11 years old, my, my dad left us and um, basically left us with myself and my mother and my, my younger sister. Um, and, uh, you know, God works in funny ways and in his timing. And so uh, 40 years later, in, in 2020, uh, he directed me to my hometown uh, to stand in the exact same place I stood when I watched my dad drive away hard to talk about. Um, but, uh, you know, at 51 years old, I'm standing in the exact same location, and I can picture that car driving off. But uh, God put his hand out there and said, I exist. And, and what God did that day was 
broke the chains of 40 years of heartbreak. And um, I, I think I carried a lot of hatred toward my dad for that long. And I, it really broke it. And just, just through his grace and love, but again, it's about my obedience and, and realizing that it's about his timing and not mine. So that was a lot of strength in that. Yeah, I think for me, um, actually I'll use an example of coming to FCA camp and doing the same thing you guys did, um, nailing right this, this burden, this sin on the cross. It was really cool because I came to camp in 2016. That was my first time. And at the time, I was retiring from wrestling and had competed at my last Olympic trials, and I was really having a tough time. So when I came here, I had an expectancy um, to meet God here, to serve. And it was amazing because I came in really struggling um, just with not meeting my goal of making an Olympic team. And by the end of camp, I was able to leave a paper that said my Olympic dream on the cross. And what was really cool about that was the day that I left that there, you know, I thought that was kind of it for me, but I felt peace. And now to be back at the Olympic Training Center and coaching with the Olympic team with some of the best athletes in the world, it's really cool how God's redeemed that. So, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yep, you can clap for that for sure. Okay, a few more. Moving on to you are bold. How can, how can campers be bold with their faith? So some campers may go home to a scenario where they're the only believer. They may have made a decision this week for Christ, and they're going to go back into a situation where their friends, the people they hang out with may not be believers. How can they be bold with their faith? I, w- I would say the, the best advice I would give these guys for that would be when you guys go back it's not about like a complete 360 change and everything's going to be just, maybe you just choose like one thing, like one thing that you're going to do different, one thing that you're going to be bold in, that when you go back around your friends, you have decided ahead of time, right? You know what's going to be coming. You know what friends are going to tempt you with what. But if you make that one, just one decision, one thing, like we can all do one thing, right? That's going to make a world of difference. Just choose, just think, guys, when you go home, that one thing, what can it be? What, you know, it, maybe it's just, this is the time I'm going to get into the Word. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create a habit, right? How many people out there have actually heard of Fields of Faith? You've heard of the, 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 the event that we call FCA Fields of Faith, right? We, we do it in our area every year, and, and we challenge everybody that comes to read the Word of God every day for 21 days. Why? Because it's shown that when we do something for 21 days, guess what? We create a habit. So if you guys can just choose one thing, that's going to set you off a course to continue to move in the direction that you want to go. Any other ideas? Yeah, that's so good. I love that. I I would piggyback off that and say when you pick that one thing, uh, flip the Mamba mentality on and make a contract with yourself, literally. Write out that one thing and make it a contract. It's a non-negotiable. This is who I am. Don't, the 4 a.m. workout is not fun. But when you wake up, you go to contract. Stick to that contract. Be different than the world who breaks contracts, who demand trades. Uh, stick the contract, make the work the tr- uh, contract out. Um, I think that's what's important. And the second thing I would say is this, is 
uh, quit being a consumer and start being a creator. And you do that by turning to the creator, and he makes you creative. Two things come to mind. Number one, I think it's important for everybody to understand you're not alone. You're not alone out there. You have a God who loves you and is with you all times. Uh, and the second thing is, you know, Jesus calls us to live in community. And um, there are people in every community that you go back to, uh, to your towns, and you may feel like you're by yourself, but you need to find someone. You need to be actively, as Troy said, you need to be active in uh, taking those steps to find someone that you can link arms with and uh, either ask them to disciple you and help you grow or, um, you know, step forward together. To be bold. How many of you guys want to be bold once you leave here? Okay. How many of you guys are on social media or have a platform of some sort? The way to be bold. How many of you guys know people, um, friends, family who need encouragement? So to be bold, if I were you, I'd go on Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is, start putting out those statements of truth, because people need to hear them. And when they hear it from you guys, when they see it from their friends and their peers, there's so much negativity out there. There's a lot of lies out there, right? There's so much on social media. So why don't you guys start putting positivity out there? Start putting God's truth out there and just be you. Share your experiences. Speak life into people. That's infectious. That's how you're going to make a change. That's what people are going to ask what that's about. And you never know who's going to be impacted by that, who's going to send you a message, who's going to reach out, maybe not even someone in your community, someone across the country. But that's, that's a, I think, a practical, practical way for you guys to be bold, be an encourager, speak life into people, put it out there. Okay, one more question. It's kind of a two-parter. What are some ways for our campers to get plugged in when they get home? Or how can the campers take their next step in their discipleship journey? Yeah, great questions then. And guys, go back home and find out if in your school there is a huddle, an FCA huddle. If not, start one. And here's how you're going to do that. You can start, you can take this camp experience home with you, and you can bring this to your school Okay, in my area right now, we have about 17 active huddles going on, and it, it, is, it is so much fun to be walking into a public school classroom and seeing you guys worshiping and discipling other people your age. And, and some of you guys think, well, I can't do that, but it, guys, it's, it's easy. We have all the resources you could ever need. Here's how you're going to do it. You ready? Here's how you're going to go home and start a huddle. You're going to find someone in your age, one of your friends, somebody that you know is a strong believer. And again, we're talking about walking alongside with each other, right? You're going to go and you're going to find that person and they're going to help you because you're not going to do this alone. Then you're going to find that Christian person that you know is on campus, your coach, maybe a teacher, okay? Maybe it's, it's somebody else that you know just has a heart for, for a, something like a huddle, Right? And then you're going to start that process. They'll get a hold of us, FCA staff. We're going to lock side of you. So get a huddle going in your school, guys. It could just dramatically change your culture of your campus. Love it. 
I would also encourage you this summer, who's heard of E3? Raise your hand. Awesome. So that's not enough. I say it's awesome because it's a great opportunity. Who, where's Amy at? Amy Thornton. Raise your hand. Z, you know her? You should, you should talk to her. But uh, 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 she's on our team, Z's wife. Uh, she's the queen of E3. Um, here's my challenge for you with the E3 that, that can piggyback on the huddle. E3 is going to equip you to, to begin to live out these next steps in your relationship with Jesus to help you step into growth in a way you never had before. And my favorite thing about E3 is I loved this week so far, you guys, watching you guys surrender your personal battles. But I want to challenge you for the next step with the huddle and the E3 is now it's about your teammates. Now it's about others. And the last song that we sang talked about how, you know, we belong. We are, you know, we are loved. But we belong and we are loved to make disciples, right? When Jesus came, he didn't just say, hey, everybody, look what I do. Look what I can do. He loved. He engaged. He equipped and he empowered. And that's what we want you guys now to go do, to go into your schools, start those huddles, Take the rest of the If you don't know what E3 is, talk to someone who brought you. You can do the training online or talk to, to Amy tonight, and she can help you as well because it will do the three things that we're all about uh, here at FCA. That is engage, equip, and empower. And it's not just about you now. It's about your teammates. It's about your school. It's about your families, no matter what your homes look like. Second part of the question. How can campers take the next step in their discipleship journey? So, hey, it's, it's, it's been said, it's about being bold. I mean, you guys just need to step out and do it. You know, last night John talked about that was your spiritual step on both of those. Now it's time to take your physical steps. And, you know, it's, it may not be easy, but it's about being bold. And it's about finding something that you can dive into and grow. And, again, finding that, going back to what was said, finding an adult to help walk through that. Um, but uh, the biggest thing, another thing I think is important, too, is, you know, don't get caught up on, you know, well, there's only one other person, you know. We're two or more together, I am with you, right? It only takes two of you to sit in. Some of the best uh, huddles we've had, there's been like three or four kids, and we've had some of the greatest conversations and some of the greatest prayer um, and some of the greatest openness uh, that we've had in any of the huddles we had. So don't get caught up on numbers. But if you can find one other person. I'm in agreement with everything that they've said. So I'm going to tell you the biggest secret that you can take home with you. Read your Bible. You know, and I, yeah, amen. That's, that's the bread of life. And, and I just say that because, right, there's a lot of crazy things happening in our world, in our homes, in our communities, everywhere. And if you guys don't know what the scripture says, it's going to be really hard to get through some of those things. The word, again, is a lamp unto your feet. It is your bread of life. It is the wisdom that you're going to have to answer those hard questions, whether it's from your friends or your family or for yourself. When you can know the word, right? You're going to be equipped for those obstacles. And I think all of you guys, you know, you don't have to, right? It's, it's maybe hard to re- read your Bible. You know, I've, I've had to get really creative. Sometimes just kind of Google some things that maybe that I'm going through 
that stories of people in the Bible or things that were happening or things like, what was the church like, right? Just find some, some things that you can connect with because it can probably be overwhelming for you guys to right, read your Bible every day. You don't have to be perfect. Um, but just like all of you, I'm sure, right, study technique or watch film, right? The time you invest in becoming a better athlete, it's, it's the same, right? So be a student of the word. It's a craft, just like all of you who are here, and really invest time in that. That's the best thing you can do, and that is, right, the tool that you'll have for a lifetime. So, yeah, read your Bible, people. Awesome. Hey, can we give them a round of applause for being up here on short notice? Well, folks, you just got done listening to our uh, last night of the Northwest FA Sport Camp back at the last week of June. And uh, you got to hear from uh, Jessica Medina, as well as Ryan Seals, Troy Farley, and Coach Scott Ditter. And uh, they were wrapping up our camp that evening, the last night of camp, and talking about some just some great uh, spiritual wisdom from these four coaches and uh, and FCA staff uh, to wrap up our, our camp and the every theme that went with our camp this year. Well, thanks for listening and uh, have a great and awesome Saturday. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for The Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. Yeah.